0: Good evening. You may be seated. We'll pick up in uh, James 4, 7 this evening. We're still in the series Faith and Prayer. And the last two or three Wednesdays, we've been talking about how that it's incumbent upon us to walk in what Jesus has provided for us. We've been saying that every believer was healed 2,000 years ago. The work is done. The way to think of this is in the light of salvation. The work is done. And so when somebody walks the aisle that we've never seen, brand new first time decision, Jesus doesn't go back to the cross. The work's done. They hear the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They believe the word. They take action on the word of God. And then confession is required. But that doesn't mean Jesus has to go back to the cross. They simply walk in what he has already done, what he has appropriated. The work is finished. Well, the same thing is true with our healing. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I think it was last Wednesday night, I talked about who we're dealing with. He is utterly wicked. He's utterly evil. There's no redeeming virtue in him. And so it doesn't matter what has beset you. Bible talks about a besetting sin. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, could be alcohol, could be drugs, could be porn, could be lust. Doesn't matter what it is. You have to resist the devil. Amen. And uh, the same thing is true when he comes against our physical bodies. We dealt with this last Wednesday. Not every sickness is of Satan. You know, we have these crazy weather changes. You can go outside, not enough coat. Uh, it happens, you know. Uh, children, one child gets a bug and they pass it around the family. Not every sickness or illness is satanic, but they can be. So we have been given authority, but what good is authority if we don't exercise our authority? Luke ten nineteen, Jesus said, "I have given you." That's past tense authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. He's not talking about literal snakes and literal scorpions. He's talking about these attacks from the evil one. And I'll tell you one thing we can do absolutely to build better defenses is to watch our mouths. And some people are strong on... Provision and weak on health. Some people are strong on health and weak on provision. And we don't want to be like that. We want to maintain a hedge of protection round about us by watching our confession in every area of our lives. Now, we also saw that nothing will harm you if you are exercising your covenant rights. But do we believe that? He's given us power of attorney to act in his name. Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm 67 years old. I've been preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ 49 and one half years and I have never failed. Let me back it up. I have never failed. Let me back it up. I have never seen the name of Jesus fail to get a demon out of someone who was demon-possessed. I have never seen it fail. And uh, I did have <laughs> I, I did have a, a, a spirit, or spirits resist me one night in Mexico City. and I stopped, I backed up. I prayed in the spirit a few moments and then I I was surprised that the words came out of my mouth. I stepped back up to him, the man, but I wasn't talking to the man. I spoke to the spirit and I said, you will obey the name of Jesus. And if you do not, I will stand and testify at you at the last day that you refuse to obey the name of Jesus and out it came. So I have never seen the name of Jesus fail. We're not trying, we're not hoping, we're not even praying. We're taking action on the authority that he has given to us. He has given us power of attorney to act in his name. G- Jesus said, and we've already given you a great example, is Peter and John at the gate called beautiful. In the book of Acts, John 14, 13, 14, and I will do whatever you ask, ateo, or demand, as your covenant, right in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. But like I said, and I may repeat myself at this point later on, we want to cruise along and not resist the devil and not confess the word, not take action on the word, and we get away with it. You know, you're young, you're healthy. And then when people are tithers, they get away with it double because there's an automatic blessing and protection goes along with being a tither. And, uh, but but if, if, if there were not fiery darts for Paul to say to have a shield of faith, then why would we need a shield of faith? So there are occasional situations where uh, something gets to us and we have to fight it off. And I have learned that if I'll jump right on it, then he can't camp out. Amen. And this, what, I, what just came out of my mouth, if I could have known it at age 30, well, back that up, age eight or 10, there's no telling how much money that piece of information would have been worth. Don't accept what he's rolling out. Just don't accept it. And then get stupid stuff out of your mouth. Well, that runs in my family. Dear Lord, you just signed for the package. No. You know, when we, when we were born again, we were born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the only DNA that matters. Amen? Amen. So the unbeliever has no such covenant, no such rights to walk in. You, as an individual believer, have to walk by faith. You cannot walk by signs and wonders. It simply will not work. Now, I've given you these scriptures according to the Bible: Galatians 3:13 and 14, Colossians 2:15, Matthew 8:17, 1 Peter 2.24. We've already been healed. This is this may not be a physical fact for some of us here tonight, but it is a faith fact. It has been done. The work's been done. Colossians 2.15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Galatians 3.13. Everybody lift your hands and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Christ my Redeemer. Christ, my Redeemer. There's so much power. Say this, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. Do you feel that? Now, we're not walking by feelings, but I like them. Amen. You know, sometimes Sue squeezes me in the house. You know, I, I'm not walking by that, but I like it. And, and so, did you, but did you, was it just me or did you feel? Yeah, and so why would he give us his names if there were not power in his names? Say it again, blessed be the name of the Lord. Be the name of the Christ, Lord. My Christ my Redeemer. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Be the name of the Lord. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. We, we could just do that <laughs> till the power of God filled the room. If you're here tonight, you're going through a legal battle. You're having something going on with human resources. Look up Jehovah Nisi. He is the Lord God our banner. Say it out loud. The enemy may come at me from one direction, direction, but he flees from me in seven. seven. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord. Jehovah Jehovah Nisi. He is my banner. He is my banner. Yeah, buddy, there's power in this stuff. Matthew eight seventeen. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he he carried or he carried away our diseases. First Peter two twenty four. By whose stripes you were healed. But now here's what we don't do. We don't follow instructions. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two to twenty four. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. You know, we couldn't have stumbled into a better thing to do on Sunday mornings than the miracles of the New Testament. And I'm having trouble not racing ahead. We're just going to march through. them. But on one occasion, they were trying to get a paralytic to Jesus, and the crowd was too big. They had to make a hole in the roof and let him down through the hole in the roof. And the Bible specifically says, when he saw... Their faith. I want to be like that. Amen. You know, old time preachers talked about the portals of glory. I don't know if there's any portals, and I don't I don't, either, I don't know that God's looking over them. But I want to come to His attention. You could hardly go to Houston and hear John Osteen speak without him hearing him say that God is looking to and fro throughout the earth, looking for whom He may bless. Smith Wigglesworth, the greatest healing apostle of the 19th century, said, It seems like God will pass a million people to get to one who believes him. He can see faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, that's why confession is important, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt at his heart, but shall believe. So he uses the word believe once, but he uses the word say or say it three times, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Then he shifts gears. Verses 22 and 23 are about confession. Then he shifts gears, but it's all the same context. It's fascinating. Therefore, I say unto you, what things have you desire when you pray? Believe, that's present tense, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So we've been talking about walking by faith. This series is on faith and prayer. Walking by faith versus signs, wonders, and miracles. God's given us, in our lives, God's given us miracles. But I see that I have a part to play. John 450 last Sunday. Jesus said, you may go, your son will live. And he took Jesus at his word and he departed. This is the hardest thing to do. Last Wednesday night, or was it two Wednesday nights, by the Spirit, it wasn't me, it was at the end, the Spirit of God said, count it done and it will be done. And that's what that man did. It's the hardest thing to do. Because we want to fret. We want to worry. We want to have backup plans. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying this is where the power is to believe God. Amen. So the unbeliever has no such covenant rights, but we we have to understand that we're not approaching God, we're not approaching prayer. We're not approaching our vocations. We're not approaching money. We're not approaching our health. Like everybody else, we are believers, and we have a covenant, and in a covenant, there are rights. So when hands are laid upon the unbeliever, God doesn't expect that person to do anything. There's no covenant for them to walk in. There's no Rights for them to exercise. There's nothing for them to do because they're unbelievers. He doesn't expect them to follow instructions. But here in Mark 11:24, Jesus said, "Therefore I send you what things for so every desire. When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. Believe is pre- present tense. Believe that ye shall. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them." So we believe and we shall have. The believing is present tense. The we shall have is future tense. And that's why, you know, some of this is just motivational teaching mixed in with scripture. But if, if I had a whiteboard or some way to draw this, you know, I would draw picture a picture of funnel on its side. And on a funnel, you have the wide part, and then you have the narrow part. And picture a funnel on its side and a problem, whatever the problem is. Disobedient child, pain in your body, not enough money. The wide part of the funnel is your courses of action at the beginning. The narrow part of the funnel is the possibilities of your courses of action at the end. And while the funnel gets smaller, 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 that's the passing of time. So, for example, you don't have enough money. Well, when you see that early, you have all kinds of opportunities. You can go borrow some, go talk to a bank, make application, shop your resume. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do. But if you sit there and you twiddle your thumbs for 90 days, you're going to get to the bottom, the small end of the funnel, and that is watching them come get your car or come the sheriff evict you from your house. Same thing is true with every decision in life. So... When you sense something is wrong, at that point early, you got all these choices and you decide what to do. You're in the driver's seat. Now, you can't operate at another man's faith level. None of us can. But in the same way that that funnel sitting on his side represents a lot of alternatives down to one alternative and the passing of time. The time is passing. In one of his messages, Kenneth Hagin, the one that went to be with the Lord in 2003, didn't often tell his whole testimony, but I heard it in one of, uh, one of the vehicles the other day, and he actually, he, he admitted, I could have run out of time. He laid on his bed at the age of 17, for months, meditating on Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. And he knew the answer was there, but he didn't know how it worked. And in the testimony, he said, I could have run out of time. And that's why, picture again, the funnel on its side, you got to start quick. Because you can run out of time. And my solution just get right on it. You know, when I faced that challenge back in March, I didn't fool around. There were several things I did. And it took, it took 28 days, and I beat it. And, uh, but then I, I thought, I mean, here I am teaching faith and prayer, and I thought, well, I'm in the zone. I'm already doing a word fast I'm, I'm already. I've already bumped up my prayer fifty percent. I'm, I'm already in the zone. So let's just stay with it. Get rid of these three things from the past. And I'm just there, and, and I'm happy. Amen. I'm happy. I don't think there's anything as sweet as kicking the devil's ass. It's better than a fight in elementary or junior high school (laughs) because he he wants to run us but we're not ignorant little nobodies that went to a church where they entertained us we have been taught and we know he's not permitted to run us not unless we give him permission and we're not giving him permission So he may come in, but we're going to turn, we're going to do to him what I did to that spider we saw in the kitchen Sunday. We're going to stomp him and throw him out. Amen? Amen. 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 See, when you decide to walk by faith, you have made a commitment to a lifetime endeavor. And the reason is several fold Satan is the God of this world we know that from the Apostle Paul the world is suffering under the burden of sin so there's stuff out here that was not here in the Garden of Eden you know they're manufacturing stuff all the time they shouldn't be manufacturing we understand all this there's stuff out here that Abraham Isaac and Jacob their bodies didn't deal with we understand this that's why you need to pray over your food and the third thing is we live in houses of clay. And so if you think you're going to pray a certain prayer or you're going, to, you're going to attain a level of victory and you're going to run the devil out and you're never going to be bothered again, well, you're just kidding yourself. It is... Mental self image of a warrior. I get up in the morning, like John Osteen used to teach. John Osteen used to teach that when when his alarm went off in the morning, the devils outside would scream and say, Oh my God, he's up again. (laughs) And we live to win, to achieve, to prevail. Our job is to enforce the covenant 24-7, 365, and to win, and to prevail, and to not let him into our homes, into our marriages, into our minds, into our children's lives, into our bodies. So my exhortation is that funnel on the side, this fat side over here, and then the the. The passing of time, you, you just gotta jump right on it. And don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Don't don't just accept it. I wish I'd known this when I was a boy. I went to a wonderful church, but it wasn't word of faith. And You cannot believe God and you cannot exercise faith any further than your knowledge of the Word of God. And this world out here, and even religious folks will tell you there's things you have to accept. All right, show me chapter and verse. Where does it say, you know what happens? And you have to take it. Where does it say that? Where does it say some things come along and you just have to accept it? No. As the world grows darker and as the light of liberty is being snuffed out, in these last days, God is going to raise up a generation that will have the spirit of the warrior and they will stand for God and they will stand for the word of God and they will not equivocate. They will not bend. They'll be like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They will not bow and the word will work for them. Can you see that? And God wants to show out in this generation, but how can he show out if we don't enforce the covenant? So you're a believer. And as I've shown you by the word of God as a believer, the truth is that you were healed 2,000 years ago on that whipping post and on that cross. And as a believer, you know about Mark eleven twenty four. 24. So as a believer, God expects you to have faith. And God expects you to exercise your rights as a believer. Believe God. Believe as hands are laid upon you. Therefore, I send you what things you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, all of this is tied into this coming Sunday. Because this coming Sunday, there will be people and, and they need a job. This coming Sunday, there will be people and they, they need a better job. This coming Sunday, there will be people and they want out of the apartment, they want their own home. This coming Sunday, there will be people and they want a child. And somebody in a white coat somewhere told them, it ain't gonna happen. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. The only thing that matters about anything that we're facing is what has God said. Amen. And when someone prays with you, Someone lays hands on you. Someone joins hands with you and agrees with you in prayer. Someone anoints you with oil. You have a part to play. And we have missed this. Same thing is true when hands are laid upon you or when you are anointed with oil. Jesus said, Mark 16:18, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall recover. They shall recover. How ambiguous is that? They shall recover. But see, (laughs) listen, the reason we don't have this stuff is because we don't believe it. That's it. And I'm sure people out here say I'm a fanatic, and I am. You know, and I, I proved it out with money. Thank God, thank God, thank God. I got onto this on money, and I was desperate. There was no faith in it. I was desperate. My back was to the wall, man. We, we had pioneered this church in 1984, and we moved into our first building up there. Third Sunday of March, 1988, the stock market had crashed October. I think it was 19, 1987. That didn't affect our people, but the economy went in and slid into a really nasty recession, and that did affect our people. And uh, we had taken the twenty thousand dollars profit from our the sale of our first house in Fort Worth, and it was all on the line, baby. It's all on the line. And I just had faith. You know, the prophet said to Jehoshaphat, "I, I forgot where what the reference is. Have faith in the Lord your God." and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will succeed. And that's what I did. I just took what I had had been learning from Kenneth Hagin, the one that went to be with the Lord in 2003, and Fred Price, and I just put it into action. And uh, there were two stages to that, the Philippians 419 stage. We got our needs met, but that, that can be tiresome. And then we moved on to the 2 Corinthians 9-11 stage and I proved it out. I said, I proved it out. But when you discover a pattern or a principle in the Word of God, it'll work in any area of life because the principles are the same. So... There could be someone here tonight and you have strong faith on healing, but you have weak faith on money. There could be somebody and you have strong faith in one area, but weak faith in another. When you find a principle or a pattern in the word of God, the first order of business is to make it work. But once you make it work, the second order of business is begin applying that in every area of your life. Because it will work. If if we don't have victory in some... Pastor, are you saying if we don't have victory in some area, it's our fault? Absolutely. Because we never saw it in the word of God. Because you cannot have faith for what you don't know. That's pretty rugged, Lord. So... In Southern Baptist churches across the land, people get saved every Sunday, but how come nobody's baptized in the Holy Spirit? How come nobody's healed? Because they don't teach on that. Can you see that? And we have friends who are assembly of God, but uh, how come they're all poor? They don't teach on success and prosperity. You cannot believe God for what you don't know. I was at an event in Dallas many, 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 many years ago. I don't remember who it was, if it was Ed Cole or who it was. And I'm, they, Somehow, someway, I got stuck at a table with a bunch of, they were, every one of them was a Southern Baptist pastor. And one of them said to me, he said, you do realize that it's offensive to us that you call yourself full gospel. He said, because the implication is that we're teaching part of the gospel. And I said, so what's your problem? (laughs) See, I intend to have everything that God says is mine. And I intend to talk you into having the mindset that you're going to have everything God says is yours. And we just don't give two hoots about what the world says about it. Because they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, insane stuff all the time. And given $100 billion for their money laundering scheme in Eastern Europe and all this stuff. So why should I feel bad if God blessed me? I'm just not going to do it. And we, as far as I know, Everybody at Faith Christian Center is working. I mean, it'd be great if we had some, you know, mega billionaire retiree that was just giving us 100 million a week, that'd be great. But I don't know of that. That's not not who we are. We're all working people. We're just not gonna let the world put us on our heels about God blessing us. Amen? Amen. Say it out loud. If God says it's it's mine, it's mine. And I'm not gonna let anybody... Talk me out of it. it. So when he says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, well, that means healing is coming. When you cut your hand, does it heal in three seconds? What does it take for your hand to heal? So most healing. Most healing. Most healing. Healing takes time. When you have an instant healing, that's fabulous. But that's not typical. That's not normal. So we, and, and this also goes to this thing, this nefarious thing of evangelists taking advantage of God's people, laying hands on everybody all the time, because they're actually feeding a misunderstanding. Most healing is gradual. Most healing... <laughs> that's a rugged example, too. Uh, you know, you, you didn't get to the weight you got to in three minutes. <laughs> so it might take more than three minutes to get to your perfect weight. Well, in the same way, if somebody is sick, Lee, let's say somebody... I don't want to use an example, but let's say somebody, well, heart disease, for example, unless it's genetic, well, it took time to develop that, right? Doing the wrong things, smoking the wrong things, drinking the wrong things, eating the wrong things. Well, it might take time. And I'm in the habit of doing this. Not every night, but generally the last thing I say to God is this, bless the work of my hands, O Lord, bless the work of my hands because I'm working on this and I'm working on that and I I don't want to do it alone. And so whatever I'm working on, I mentioned three things, you know, from the past I I want rid of. Bless the work of my hands, O Lord. Bless the work of my hands. And he said, and they shall recover. See, the word of God is true. No matter what our checkbook says, no matter what our body is telling us, the word of God is true. Everything else is a lie. So in the same way, you know, (laughs) March 2020, we held the line. I'm not saying everybody did it exactly the same way, but I'm saying as a church, We held the line. Well, we have to hold the line every day of our lives on the Word of God. Doesn't matter what it looks like. All my needs are met. Doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm being made rich in every way, so I can be generous on every occasion. Doesn't matter what what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it feels like. Man, Deuteronomy 28. I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. Hallelujah. Pantry's blessed. Refrigerator's blessed. The fruit of my wife's wife's womb is blessed. I mean, I just run down through it. It's all true of me because I'm I'm his. Are you his? Well, see, we need to rehearse it. We need to believe it. We need to walk in it. We need to act like it. Amen. I first got into this. I got a little radical. I got a set of plates. I was driving up. 1988, 535 BMW in 1989 had maybe 11,000 miles on it. It wasn't new, but it was new to me. And, and man, it was like new. So I got me a set of plates, said, blessed. And I remember the first time I went to the car wash and the car wash guy says, what, what does that mean? I said, what are you talking about? Well, that plate. I said, what are you talking about? I said, show me. So we walk around to the back of the car. And he said, what does that mean? I said, well, what does it say? He says, well, I guess it says blessed because, you know, you can't spell it out. And I said, well, let's go up and see what the front says. And so we walked to the front of the car and I said, what does that say? He says, well, it says it's blessed. It says blessed. I sa- he says, what does that mean? I said, that means I'm blessed when I'm coming and I'm blessed when I'm going. Amen. <laughs> But here's the rest of the story. That was 1989. We weren't making it. And I went over there and they showed me that car and I signed a 60-month note and they said, your credit's so good, they'll do the note. All we need is tax, title, and license. How are you going to cover that? And I slid a credit card across the desk. No joke. But my confession was, I'm blessed when I'm coming and I'm blessed when I'm going. Somebody might say that's crazy. Yeah, but it's working. Amen. 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 You just have to get on the word and stay on the word and be relentless in your faith and relentless in your confession. That's true of money. It's true of our bodies. So we have to believe we receive our healing when hands are laid on us. We have to believe we receive our healing when we're anointed with oil. We have to believe we receive our healing when someone prays with us the prayer of agreement. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. Hold the phone. In Mark eleven twenty-two to 24, did Jesus say anything about having hands laid on us? In Mark eleven twenty-two to 24, did Jesus say anything about the anointing with oil? Mark 11:22 to 24 did Jesus say anything about the prayer of agreement? No, which means you can do Mark 11:22 to 24 on your own in your own prayer time. You can do it on your own. A life of faith is a life counting on no one but God. I'm so happy I can count on Sue. I'm so happy I can count on Austin. But a life of faith is a life counting on God. Thank God for the job, but I'm not counting on that. You know, thank God, (laughs) thank God for the police, but I'm not counting on them. Thank God. For All these good things we enjoy, but a life of faith is a life counting on God. And every time you take action on Mark 11 22 to 24 on your own in your own prayer time, and you get a healing, or you get a job, or you get a house, or a better house, or whatever it is you're believing God for, your faith gets stronger. You get stronger, you don't get weaker. So no matter what action you take, having hands laid on you, having someone anoint you with oil, having someone pray with you the prayer of faith, having someone agree with you in prayer on the prayer of agreement, you still have to exercise your covenant rights. There's no way around it. You still have to follow instructions. You still have to take action and do what Jesus said do. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say Under this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Now, Now, he's stopping me right there. Faith will work in your spirit man when there's doubt in your head. Now, this takes time to master this, but faith will work in your heart when there's doubt in your head. Now, when I was younger, there was a battle. But the battle's gone. And that's really where the power is. The battle's gone. You know, I'm I'm out there walking and praying. I think I'm correct. February of 1997, I'm preaching for missionary Bud Sickler, Mombasa, Kenya. I'm walking around the hotel. There was a route I used to walk and pray. And the Lord said, the holdup on that building is the roof. I want you to put the, give him the half million dollars to put the roof on that church. Well, I just was not at that place in February of 1997. And so my mind had objections. My spirit man knows the voice of God. I knew it was God. And so when you start out, there's a battle between the mind and the spirit. Not not the Holy Spirit, your spirit. There's a battle. And one of them's going to win. And which one wins determines whether you walk in the natural or whether you walk in the supernatural. And there comes a place. and Look, if you're not ready to cross the bridge, don't worry about it. But there comes a place where you say to God, I will do anything you tell me to do. I will give anything you tell me to give. Command me. I am yours. But now you don't, don't cross that bridge till you're ready. And, and of course, people are afraid. Well, he's going to ask me to give everything. He, he well, he did one time. but he hasn't since. Hallelujah. He told that rich young ruler to take everything he had give it to the poor and come follow him. Everybody here understands tonight that if he had obeyed Jesus, he would have had an incredible life. He would have been an eyewitness to things you and I can only dream about. There's no telling what God might have done. And and if he had followed Jesus and not been a minister and gone back into business, there's nobody here that has a doubt God would have given him back what he gave away many, many, many times over. Because that's who we serve. That's who we serve. So fear is faith in the negative. That's why they used it as a tool. That's why they used it as a weapon in 2020 to control people. See, faith, faith sets you free and turns you loose. Fear is used by Satan and Satan's people to control. Yeah. Just tell them I'm busy. (laughs) So he says, have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which ye say it shall come to pass. Do we really believe that? That what we say will come to pass? These are all bridges of faith. If you haven't done the study course, you ought to get it and do it. These are all bridges of faith. Shall come to pass. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And so it doesn't matter if we have somebody if if we pray or somebody prays for us or somebody anoints us with oil or we pray in agreement with somebody. We still have a part to play. We still have to we we still have to implement what Jesus taught in Mark eleven twenty two to twenty four. And, and not just twenty two and twenty three, but how about verse twenty four? Therefore, I send you what things for every desire. When, I, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Lift your hands up say, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. I, love you, Father God. I love you, Father God. And I love your word. I, love your word. I, believe I, I believe I receive healing in my body, in my body from, the my from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. I love you, Father God. Blessed be, the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. Blessed, be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, Christ my Redeemer. Christ my Redeemer. You redeem me you redeem from, the curse of the law from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for me. By a curse I, love you, Lord Jesus, I love you, Lord Jesus, and I love your word. I love your word. Thank, you for me. Thank you for healing me. I believe I receive, I believe I receive healing in my body in my from body. the crown of my head. To the soles of my feet. feet. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Holy Spirit of God. God. I love you. you. And I love your word. word. Thank you for quickening quickening my mortal body. body. I believe I receive healing healing. in my body. body. From the crown of my head head. to the soles of my feet. feet. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, see, the world has all kinds of imitations of this. Yoga. All kinds of stuff. Transcendental meditation, mind science. But none of them are backed up by Mark 11, 22 to 24. We have word on it. Hallelujah. We haven't taught on it in many years, but you ought to look up the names of God, whatever you're facing tonight. There's a name of God to cover it. Jehovah Nisi, he's the Lord God, our banner. Jehovah Jireh, he's the Lord God, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, he's the Lord God, our healer. Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Sidkenu. Is it Jehovah Sidkenu? He's our Righteousness yeah whatever you're facing tonight there's a name of God to cover it hallelujah Hallelujah. turn the TV off and practice the presence of Jesus walk in this power of the Holy Spirit of God I'm not saying you can't ever have the TV on but I never got healed watching TV and I never got my bills paid watching TV And uh, everything is woke now. So what's there to watch? He is absolutely wonderful. And he wants to bless you. And he wants to heal you. And if you have a child or somebody here tonight and you're worried about a child, he wants to heal that child. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is our Savior, and he didn't just come to save our souls. Jesus proved that because he healed the sick consistently, and he never denied anyone. So he came to save us, all right, but he came to save us spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't just came to save souls. He came to save men and women. He came to save people, and that's the whole of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to walk in victory from this day to our last day. Amen. We're going to enforce the covenant and not let the devil in. And if he gets in, if he gets a toehold, we're not going to let him squat. We're going to run him out. And we're going to maintain the victory all the days of our life. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen.